0: Okay, more confessions. I've never debated anything in my life except for earlier. There are no absolutes in life. And if I lose this debate, I will never be able to step foot in in UT Southwestern, Dallas-Fort Worth, my home in Plano, Whataburger, or Rusty Taco. Okay, so explain this to me. Why is it that when I was in Baltimore, after colonoscopy, everybody wanted seafood. In Chicago, everyone wanted either portillos or a steak. And in Dallas-Fort Worth, all they want is Whataburger. I don't understand that at all. Whataburger? It's sort of like a very, very 24-hour version of McDonald's. Oh, okay. Okay, so combination therapy for inflammatory bowel disease. So when we think about using combination therapy for inflammatory bowel disease, I'm thinking in terms of the immunomodulator and, in this case, specifically the conversations on anti-TNFs, I think there are several things that we have to think about from point by point. First thing is, first point that we should consider is that we need to acknowledge that immunomodulators alone are beneficial for inflammatory bowel disease. So we've known this since 1962. We've known this for over 50 years from the first reported case that immunomodulators may be effective for inflammatory bowel disease. And multiple studies and multiple meta-analyses have been published showing that immunomodulators alone can be used for the therapy for inflammatory bowel disease. And depending on how, whether your glass is half full or glass is half empty person, you can look at the data and sort of decide for your own. And if you're skeptical, if you're really, really conservative, and you're skeptical, you can probably say that I'm not sure about its role for induction of remission in Crohn's disease. I'm not really sure about its role for induction of remission in ulcerative colitis. But looking at the data, at least even with a skeptic's eye, I think we have to admit that from a standpoint that there's enough clinical data from multiple different individual studies and, and cochrane and, and meta analyses that immunomodulator alone maybe is effective in some, for maintenance of remission for Crohn's disease. It's been shown in multiple studies that immunomodulators alone are effective in terms of preventing or maintaining remission after surgery for Crohn's disease, and again, there's mixed data, but you can make at least some conclusion that there's enough data to at least convince you that the use of azathioprine should be considered in patients with uh, to maintain remission for ulcerative colitis. So again, immunomodulators alone, irregardless, irregardless of using them for in combination with anti-TNF, actually have been shown to be at least useful or in our armamentarium for treatment for inflammatory bowel disease. Okay, so then we think about concomitant. Immunomodulator and anti-TNF therapy. Many, most of the conversations this morning were based upon using infliximab, doing therapeutic drug monitoring, and maintaining therapeutic drug levels, and um, and for for treatment of inflammatory bowel disease. What we've known for years from the Accent studies, the Sonic studies, the Success studies is that patients on anti-TNF therapies develop antibodies to those therapies. We know that up to 13 to 26% of patients develop antibodies to infliximab, but there's 17 to 27% of patients develop antibodies to adalimumab. So thinking about it this way, one out of every four to one out of every six patients you put on an anti-TNF therapy will develop antibodies to those therapies. So from that standpoint, we also know from multiple studies is that immunomodulators can decrease the formation of those antibodies in 47 to 75% of patients. And, again, we've known this ever since even with my fellowship at Beth Israel with um, Richard Farrell getting his K grant to study this. Again, a lot, of these, a lot of this data has been around for over 20 years. We also know, for, exa- for example, very recently that you can actually give immunomodulators or one study for that you can give immunomodulators to patients that have developed anti-TNF antibodies. There was one study by Strick et al. that looked at 17 patients that developed antibodies to anti-TNF, out of 17 patients that were given immunomodulator therapy after development of the antibodies, 13% had reduction in their antibody levels to zero and with increases in their serum anti-TNF concentration. So you can actually give anti immunomodulator to, to potentially rescue back the um, anti-TNF effect. From that standpoint, then it goes to point three. We know that combination therapies are associated with better outcomes. And we, again, we've known this since 2002 from initial data from the accident studies that dual therapy patients had improved remission and response rates through, 40, through 52 weeks. We also know that in these patients, in in multiple studies, that patients on combination therapy are more likely to achieve corticosteroid-free remission, clinical response, and mucosal healing, but that weight-based dosing and really monitoring levels is actually very important from that standpoint. So again, if you're going to think about doing combination therapy, really monitoring levels. But the question is, what level do we use? So we all know when we give immunomodulator therapy, we're giving immunomodulator, um, azathioprine and six mercaptopurine at weight based. Most most of us started weight based dosing. Um, we monitor levels. We look for a six TGN level of two hundred and thirty five um, as sort of a indicator of likelihood of response. Not necessarily a straight a straight cutoff level, but it was sort of a cutoff in terms of where we think is going to be a therapeutic response. We are actually just recently published. Um, data on 72 patients on combination therapy and correlated the, the combination therapy uh, 6-TGN level with infliximab trough and antibody levels and found that you pretty much could keep a, that the level of 6-TGN that would correspond to a decrease in antibody formation in therapeutic infliximab levels about 100, 125. So that it might be that patients don't necessarily need to have a therapeutic or a high, 235, uh, 6 gn level on the immunomodulator in combination with anti-TNF, you could actually get away with a lower level and still maintain that, preventing that antibody, antibody formation. Point five is that when you see patients and you, I discuss with them what therapies you want to put them on and you say, I want to put you on immunomodulator and anti-TNF, almost every single patient comes back and says, what about cancer? What about the risk of specifically cancer and lymphomas? From that standpoint, uh, Corey Siegel actually has done always a really good job with that 10,000 person graph that, he, that, he, that is shown, showing that basically the risk of lymphoma for IBD is about two in 10,000. Lymphoma plus, in azathioprine, about four. Anti-TNF, about four in 10,000. But the risk of combined is about six in 10,000. Again, it's not that much higher than your baseline azathioprine or anti-TNF alone. And that the risk again, of the concern that patients have is of specifically of hepatosplatic T-cell lymphoma, which, we, which has been correlated with young men um, treated with combination therapy for greater than two years. But keeping in mind that the total number of cases seen between 2001 and 2007 um, of hepatosplatic T-cell lymphoma was 38 compared to 157,000 cases of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's overall incidence, even though the concern is in this patient population, the overall incidence of this cancer is extremely low. So, even if you don't believe what I say, maybe we should just believe what's already been published. So, for example, in 2008, just this year, Lichtenstein came up with the ACG, what was published, the ACG um, uh, um, guidelines or recommendations for treatment of Crohn's disease. And for moderate to severe Crohn's disease with moderate high risk, in terms of looking at the data that's available, it was stated specifically, thiopurines are effective and should be considered for the use of sp- steroid sparing Crohn's disease. Thyopurines are effective therapies and should be considered for pa- treatment of patients with Crohn's disease or maintenance of remission, for maintenance of remission. Anti-TNF agents should be used for Crohn's disease um, that is resistant to corticosteroids, strong recommendation. Anti-TNF should be given for Crohn's disease refractory to thyropurines. But also, they state specifically, combination therapy of infliximab and thiopurines is more effective than treatment with either immunomodulator alone or infliximab alone in patients who are naive to those agents, in terms of in the, the data, they state a strong recommendation, high level of evidence. Maintenance of Crohn, luminal Crohn's disease again, they state anti mon- tf monotherapy is effective at maintaining anti-TNF induced remission, but because of potential immunogenicity and loss of response, combination with immunomodulator should be considered. Again, strong recommendation. And although data is lacking in post-operative Crohn's disease patients, for post-operative Crohn's disease, anti-TNF therapy should be combined with, anti- with an immunomodulator to decrease immunogenicity and decrease loss of response, and this was a conditional recommendation. Same thing. If you don't believe what I say about ulcerative colitis, maybe we should just believe Thamos Disopolis down the street, right, at Baylor Dallas. His, in 2015, it was, the algorithms for treatment of ulcerative colitis were published, um, and in those algorithms for patients with moderate to severe disease or at high risk, the use of anti-TNF plus or minus thiopurines was mentioned one, two, three, four times. Again, stating that using um, combination therapy with a thiopurine um, is efficacious, is that can actually help modulate the anti-TNF effect. So again, from the standpoint of using immunomodulators and anti-TNFs, both AGA and for UC and ACG for Crohn's disease use at least mentioned the thought or use of thiopurines in combination with the anti-TNFs. So, the way I think about it from a patient standpoint, when I'm seeing patients in clinic, is that we really only have a, even with the new medications that have been. Recently FDA approved we really only have a limited number of medications for the treatment of IBD, which is a lympho- Which is a lifelong disease for ulcerative colitis We've got basically four classes if you don't count the calcineurin inhibitors If you don't count the five ASAs if you don't count the corticosteroids You've got immunomodulators, anti-TNFs, anti integrin and JAK inhibitors For Crohn's disease, you've got immunomodulators, anti-TNFs, anti integrins and anti-L1223 right at this moment And if we don't consider all therapies in all appropriate combinations, we're not thinking hard enough. We really have to think about using what we have in our armamentarium as effectively as possible to keep our patients in control and to optimize the therapy, to optimize the, the goal for mucosal healing, and keep them in clinical remission. And that's it.